0: In your Bibles this morning, Matthew chapter number 25, Matthew 25, we'll begin reading in verse 14, we're coming to the parable of the talents, the parable of the talents, and uh, I look forward to sharing with you this passage of scripture and preaching this message titled The Parable of the Talents, and we'll look at together Matthew chapter 25 beginning in verse 14, the Bible says this, the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents were went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance." But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We come to this passage of scripture. It's a fascinating story. Uh, we have a story of of a master and three servants. Three servants trusted with three different amounts to steward, and the end of the story is. Quite fascinating because there's reward for two servants and judgment and condemnation for the third. Uh, I like the word talents. I remember as a kid reading the story and hearing the story and thinking about the story, and the talents were, uh, as we would often think of a talent, a talent as in like the ability to do something, uh, a talent to sing or preach, a talent to serve in some form or fashion. But when we start this passage of Scripture, that word talent as it's described in the Scripture is not a talent as in like a special ability It's literally like a weight of money. A talent was believed to be like uh, the amount of gold that a man could carry. A talent was a sizable amount of money. Most folks believe that a talent would have been equivalent to uh, 20 years of annual salary. If a person in 2024 made $50,000 a year, a talent by that standard would be a million dollars. And so each of these folks were trusted with a sizable sum and a valuable token, a talent. It is quite fascinating to realize and note that the word talent that we use to describe, wow, Ashley is a talented singer, is the word that is that we get that word talent and we use it because of this Bible word talent and certainly our gifts and talents and abilities are things that are to be given and used for the glory of God. In this story, the servant, I mean, the, uh, the master uh, gives one of his servants five talents, another of his servants two talents, a third of his servant one talent, and he goes away for an undisclosed amount of time. During that time, the servant with five talents takes his five talents and he invests them and uses them and, and, uh, and God blesses them and he multiplies his five talents from five talents to ten. He is a profitable servant. The servant with two talents takes what he was trusted with and invests them and uses them and becomes a profitable servant. And the end result was he turned his two talents into four. The third of these servants, the third servant received one talent. And this man had the wrong perspective about his master, the wrong perspective about his opportunity, and he takes in fear and buries his talent in the dirt with intentions of hiding it, preserving it, keeping it safe so that when the master returns, he can just give him back basically the exact same thing that he was entrusted with. The end result, we see it. The man who turned five into ten, the master said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He says, You've been trusted with that which is little, and enter into my joy. I'll trust you with much. And the second, the same commendation. And the third, the third, the third who feared his master, who would not use the talent that he was given who did not invest, who did not wisely steward what he had been entrusted with. He was fearful. He made excuses. The third man with one talent, he may have not even seen the importance of using what he had been trusted with for the glory of his master. The end result... His master looks at him and says, hey, listen, squandered away your opportunity. He says something interesting. I want you to see it in verse 28. The master says to the man with five talents or the man with two talents, one of his other servants, he says, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. I read this and I'm like, oh, man, why in the world did you do that? All right, this guy, bless his heart. But the truth is, the Lord is painting a very important picture for all of us. We have one life to live. We have one opportunity in order to use what God has entrusted us with. And if we miss our opportunity for life to use what God has given us for his glory and for his honor, for his benefits, profitable servants of the Lord. We miss out on our opportunity and lose all opportunity and all reward. He says, take away the talent, give it to him that has ten. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. There's a great, serious emphasis for all of God's people to hear and understand. You have an opportunity. You've got talent. You've got something that God has trusted you with. You have an opportunity, a life that God has given you to invest for His glory. Oh, I pray you'll be found faithful. You see, the end of the man with, who squandered away his opportunity was judgment, regret, and great loss. The parable of the talents, let's consider this this morning. Number one, I want you to know this God gives us talents. God gives us talents. Look at the Bible says in verse 14. This is so important we pay attention to. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. We've already seen this picture and this idea that the... uh, Man traveling calls his own servants. Now, it's very important that we note that the Bible says his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. I want you to understand something. God gives us talents. The first thing that we need to note is that we are and should be the servants of God. A lot of folks don't love this idea, but I'll just tell you, when you don't love this idea, it's just because pride is boiling up in your heart and pride's not a good thing. Do you know that you and I, we all belong to God? Look, I am the property of my creator. Now, look, some people don't like it. But I'll just tell you, when you get to the place where you understand that I belong to God, I belong, I'm his What I have is His. I belong to God. When I get to the place where I understand I belong to God, when I surrender my will to God it's a wonderful freeing thing to know that God the Creator is in control of me. I want Him to be in control. I want Him to have me. I want Him to use what I have for His glory. Now I'll just tell you God gives us lots of things to enjoy and God blesses us in different ways. But the first thing we note here is that we're the servants of the Lord. And we belong to God. It's a good thing. We belong to God. And I want you to know something. Not only do we belong to God, but our talents come from the Lord. Here's what the Bible says. This man, he called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Now, folks, I want you to know what God has blessed you with has come from God Himself. I'm thankful for the blessings of God on my life. And I'm reminded and should be reminded consistently and constantly that the things that I've been blessed with are the gifts from God to me. Where did your talents come from? They came from your Lord. They came from your Lord. They're all different. I think this is pretty exciting to look at. The Bible says in verse number 15, unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. The first thing that we may want to think when we see that the Lord gave one man five, another man two, and another man one, we think that's not fair. Let me tell you something, if that was your first reaction, you may need to be asking the Lord to help you to understand how he works in this world and with his people. Now, here's what the scripture says. He gave five talents to one. He gave another two talents. To another, he gave one. And the Bible says in the next phrase, verse number 15, to every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. That word several is kind of interesting. The word several is kind of, it's it's foreign uh, to our vernacular of 2024. But the word several means specifically belonging to that person it's alone, it's uh, personal. So what did the master do? The master knew his servants, and he said, you know what, I know that servant number one is the kind of guy that needs the responsibility and can handle the responsibility of five talents. Servant number two is the man that needs and has and can do and thrive with two talents. Servant number three is the kind of person that can Handle and do and deal with one time. I want you to understand something. All three guys were entrusted with very valuable things, but they were all different. Now, when we look at this story, we should be reminded that God has put us together, people, the church, a community, put us together like a body. The Bible talks that we're like the body of Christ, and we all fulfill and do different things. We've got to get the place in our thinking that we're not always thinking that's fair or unfair. We need to be thinking about that's right or it's not right. Now look, the bottom line is, God designed you to do something and God designed me to do something. And I'm not more important than anybody else, but I've got a role to fulfill. And we need to get the place where we are thankful for the role that God has given us to fulfill. If you look back in the history of the United States, there was a season in the history of our nation where folks graciously fulfilled the role that God designed them for. There are certain folks that God gave the the intellect and the ability to manage large things. There are other folks who... They didn't have that exact same blessing, but they found themselves very satisfied to do what God had designed them to do and work and labor and do whatever it might be. You see, God has designed us in different ways. And as society, he's designed us in order that we can work together and fit together and accomplish great and mighty tasks. But what happens is the devil hates unity. And he wants certain folks to be upset because they don't have what those fe- folks have. Have you ever noticed? This is how it works. You'll have a one-talent person. and I'm not throwing the one-talent person on the bus, but the one-talent person is not as talented as the number five, the five-talent person in a lot of the aspects of the world. What happens is you'll have a one-talent person that looks at the five-talent people and I'll tell you one thing. Up there, those folks rah, 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 growling, belly and complain. I, if I was up there, i would tell you what I'd do. If I was up there, I'd tell you... You know what I'm talking about, but you spend much time around a five talent person. Next thing you know, they're like, "My land, I got so much going on. I could only dream of having the responsibility of a one talent person." And if you're not careful, the one talents criticize the five talents, and the two talents criticize the ones. The twos criticize the five. Everybody's criticizing everybody, and nobody's doing what they're supposed to do except their belly aching. But God has made us all uniquely different. You know what we need to get to the place? We need to get to the place where we welcome the uniqueness of how God has designed us. And we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves. Nor should we degrade ourselves to a place where we're not able to do what God's called us to do. Pastor Sexton used to like to illustrate this point this way. He would illustrate with two different post offices in Knox County. There's a post office in Knox County on Wise Garber Road. The post office on Wise Garber is the hub of all the post offices in the area. The Wise Garber Post Office is wild. I mean, it's wild. It's busy. They employ many, 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 many people. And there's a man, there, a woman there that runs the Wisegarber Post Office and is the postmaster at the Wisegarber. That person is the kind of person that doesn't mind to handle a whole lot going on all the time. God designed somebody to manage and be the postmaster at the Wisegarber Post Office. There's another post office in Knox County in high school. Joy nicely grew up right next to the... High school post office. The high school post office is an interesting place. The high school po- post office is actually a little tiny post office in a storefront. There's, a, there's a, a, a little convenience store there. I used to love to eat there. You could go and stop at the high school uh, market there, and I loved to eat there. I'd eat a fried bologna, egg, cheese, lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise sandwich. Mm, it's perfect. I love it. It's good for breakfast, lunch, dinner, midnight snack. Perfect. And it's a little dirty. A few folks criticized me for going in there. And I finally quit eating there. One night late, I stopped in there to get a drink. And uh, the reason I quit eating there, they were redoing all the plumbing in the back kitchen area. And they had all the drain pipes sitting on the prep table where they do all the cooking. And that even bothered me. (laughs) But just a couple doors down from... That little store is the high school post office. To my understanding, there's one person that works there. There may be a 150 mailboxes in it and not a lot of traffic. But you know something? It's necessary. And God designed somebody to be the postmaster at the high school post office. Just like he designed somebody to be the postmaster at the Wise Garber post office. And I want you to understand something. If you've been blessed of God to be a Wise Garber kind of high test kind of person, don't you look down your self righteous nose as somebody that God's trusted to be the postmaster in high school. And if you're the postmaster in high school and and you've found yourself, you function well with a little less stress and a little less motion, don't you be the kind of person who's always looking down your self-righteous nose at people that you think are, Privileged and more important or think they're more important than you. You understand something. God has trusted you with the talents that he's trusted you with. And if you'll spend your time investing what God's given you into the work of God and to, for the glory of God to help other people, you're going to find out what God has trusted you with is valuable and important. And you have an opportunity to serve God with your life. The devil loves it when we have this Class warfare. It's a fact. We're different. But when we learn to respect and love one another, when we learn to dig in and give and make what God has trusted us with profitable and valuable for His glory, you know what happens? The end result is awesome. Have you ever been in a business that functioned really well? A good boss? great employees, that is the product of folks saying, you know what, I'm just going to be happy doing what God's called me to do. And churches function great like that. Communities function right like that when God's people say, you know what, I'm just going to be the best part of this body as I can possibly be. I want you to understand from this passage of Scripture, God gives us talents. They're all different, but God has given them to us and we're to do something with them. We're all different, but God wants to use you and use you specifically the way that he has prepared you. You see, when we look at this passage of Scripture, it's not fair and unfair. The five-talent person just so happens to take serious what The master, the Lord had given him to do, and he becomes profitable. The two talent person takes seriously what he'd been given to do and gives his best and becomes profitable. But the one talent person, it's not because he had just one, it's not because he was mistreated, it's because he didn't value his opportunity. No matter where you may fit on the spectrum, and you probably can't even determine where you are, you, that's not your job to determine what talent you are. Your job is to take what God has given you and give all you can for the glory of God and use what God has trusted you with to do something that matters in this life. God gives us talents. God gives us talents. That's so good. Number two. Talents are to be invested. Talents are to be invested. What am I to do with my talents? I'm just to use them. I'm to use them. Not just for me. I'm to use them for myself, for my family, for my community, and more than anything, I'm to use what God has trusted me with, with eternity's values in view. It's important. Talents are to be invested. Look the Bible says in verse number 16. In verse number 16, the Bible says, Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. There's a few words here to look at. The first word is he went. Now only you know, this guy took what he had and he worked it. He went and did something with what he had. Look, you and I, we all need to get busy serving the Lord. We need to get busy with our lives doing something that matters in the lives of other people and for the glory of God. That man went, the Bible says he traded, he was thoughtful, he used a good sense, good horse sense, and, and did something that was effective with what he was trusted with. Are you thoughtfully using the gifts that God has given you? The talents that God has given you, are you thoughtfully using them for his glory? The Bible says that he went and traded and made. I love that word made. Made them five other talents. He was profitable. He did something that mattered. And I want you to know, God has blessed you with talents. And our talents are to be invested. This man, he went, traded, and gained. So did the man with 2. The Bible says in verse 17, and likewise he that had received 2, he also gained other 2. Both the man with 5 and the man with 2, they both gained. They were profitable. And the Bible says, here's how the Lord when he came to reckon received them. The Bible says in verse number 20, so he that had received 5 talents came and brought other 5 talents saying, "Lord, Thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Verse 21, his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. The same for the man with two. Verse 23, look at it. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Let me tell you, the reward for these two boys was the same. Wait, hold on. The man with five talents, he he multiplied that and got five more. But his reward was the same. You're exactly right. Do you know what God expects you to do? He expects you to give your best with what he's trusted you with. And God said to the man with five talents, an equivalent of $5 million, who made $5 million more. God says to him, well done, thou good and faithful. So he didn't say well done, thou good and extremely talented, five-talented guy. He said well done, thou good and faithful servant. The man with two talents. He said, well done thou, good and faithful. Let me tell you what the emphasis here is. It's not on how many talents you have. It's on how faithful you are with the talents you do have. Faithful. Faithful. You know what? It don't take a lot of brains to be faithful. But God rewards faithfulness. It don't take a whole lot of strength and stamina to be faithful. But God rewards faithfulness. And God wants to use your talents. Talents are to be invested. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He says, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many. Oh, how many times as a child, and I'm thankful for every time, my mom would remind me, Cody, he's faithful in little, he's faithful in much. You take good care of this. The way you treat little things is the way, God, the way you'll treat big things. He's faithful in little. faithful in much. Faithful, 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 faithful. And I you know the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus working in the hearts of his disciples in this passage and in turn wants to talk to you today at your Ohio Baptist Church that faithful is the key. Faith was the key. The devil wants you to be mad at people who have more, aggravated people who do less, but God just wants you to be faithful with what you have. Talents. Are to be invested. But then there's this other guy, the one talent guy. Perhaps he was aggravated because his Lord only trusted him with one talent. You know what I found out about serving the Lord? He's faithful in little, is faithful also in much. And when God finds out that, and he already knows this, but when when you are faithful with something that's small I found out that with your faith with something small God in turn will gradually Give you more opportunity But you know what I don't know exactly why Mr. One Talent Did exa- all that he did There's some insight But one thing that comes to mind Is Mr. One Talent May have got his feelings hurt a little bit Because he didn't get five or two if you spend your time feeling sorry for yourself or feeling inferior to some other servant of the Lord, that's sinful on your part. It's pride. And you're missing out on opportunity. I'll never forget when I took off to Crown College. We went, uh it was an exciting time. I was a preacher and and that was a place where they were training preachers and I was excited about it. I I wanted really badly to have an opportunity at some point in time to sing and maybe even preach at Crown College and Temple Baptist Church. I'll never forget the first time I visited. I went to a chapel service at uh, at Crown. And I sat down in the back at chapel service. And this guy got up and sang. His name was Jason Royalty. And Jason got up and sang. And I'm going to tell you, that guy stood behind the pulpit. And he was like, "Ah!" And I thought, wow what a voice and part of me is going that was amazing what a great song he did I mean it was I was blown away it was awesome and I part of me was just excited to hear it then the uh, next part of me said well so much for that <laughs> I probably won't be singing there anytime soon <laughs> and then I heard a message I heard a guy preach he got on the preach. I was like wow what a message and uh, the Lord was working in my heart and thought oh, man, what a man! I said. Well, I can't preach that good. There's no way I'll ever get a chance to preach. And, and I remember going off to college with kind of that in the back of my mind. But it, it became no big deal. I thought, Well, Lord, I'm just going to do the best I can. As a matter of fact, I got to college and I started getting really homesick because when I was here, I was I was preaching to the nursing home every Sunday. I was running the bus route and I was working in the church. And I remember getting there to school thinking, Man, there's nothing for me to do around here. I'm not one of those five talenters. And the Lord dealt in my heart and convicted me that I need to be happy with where God had me and the moment I was in. And I'll never forget it. One day we were in chapel and they made an announcement. They said, we are in desperate need of folks to drive a bus, to drive buses. And they needed to haul students from one place to another and pick up kids. And they were desperate need of someone to drive a bus. I thought, well, I may not get to sing, but... I can certainly drive a bus, and I went to that meeting and I said, "I can drive a bus. I got a CDL." They said, "Hallelujah!" Gilbert Mendez at the time was the uh, was the bus director. He was a Hispanic guy, and he was pretty animated. It was really funny. I said, "Here's my CDL. Make sure it's right." And he looked at it, and he he looked. He said, "Oh, Brother Sturgill, you are my salvation." And within just a few hours, I was driving a bus and loved it. Every second of it. I started driving a bus. I heard they needed somebody to mop the gym. Larry Nicely needed some help. They needed somebody to mop the gym. I thought, you know, I'm getting my schoolwork done, making okay grades. And I can mop that gym. And I started mopping the gym. I was in the gym, somebody came by. We got a toilet overflowing. Can you help us? Sure, I can help you. We got a room that needs to be painted can you help, yeah, I can help you, and it was fun, it was exciting, I I got to the place where I didn't even care if I sang or preached ever, you know, it was fine, I was just happy, look, I had an opportunity to serve God, next thing you know, I was driving a bus, and they said, hey, we need somebody to sing, I said, I'll sing, clean the toilet, hey, we need somebody to preach, I'll preach, and before you know it, over time, I got an opportunity to sing and preach many, 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 many times, and Crown College and Temple Baptist Church, which isn't all that important. I'm just telling you this to remind you that God wants to use you where you are. And if you're waiting for some golden moment for you to make your a debut on the stage of some Christian thing, that's not how God works. God wants you to do what God has given you to do and the most obvious thing that is right in front of you is the thing that you need to be willing to do for the glory of God. God wants to use your talent and your talent is to be invested for the glory of God. And this guy, old Mr. One Talent, I just see him kicking around in the dirt. I only got one talent. And then the Bible gives some insight. It says, he says to the Lord, he says, I know that you're a hard man, verse 24. Let me look at this. Then he which had received the one talent, verse 24, came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. You know what this man did? This man had this idea somehow that he was going to mess up. And I wonder, you may have this idea that you're looking for some big opportunity. You need to be faithful to serve the Lord in something small. You may be like this person. You're scared to even try anything because you're afraid you're going to mess up or you're not good enough. This guy said, I heard you, Lord, that you're a hard one. Let me tell you. You start serving the Lord, you'll find out he's the most gracious master, leader, ruler, Lord you could ever imagine. <laughs> I mess up all the time. And yet the Lord lets me serve him. Don't be afraid to serve the Lord. Don't be afraid to start somewhere. You need to start serving the Lord. Perhaps you say, I couldn't teach a Sunday school class. I'm scared. Stop that mess. I couldn't sing the choir. I'm scared. Stop that mess. I couldn't tell somebody about how to be saved. Stop that. Don't be afraid to serve the Lord. Serve him where you are. The Lord wants you to invest your talents for his glory. Not only was he afraid, but he also made a lot of excuses. He expresses his fear. You're a hard man, I was afraid. But ultimately, he's making excuses. What's your excuse for why you're not faithful to serve the Lord? What's your excuse for why you're not using what God has given you for His glory and for eternity? What's your excuse? You know, we need to stop making excuses. And serve the Lord. Talents are to be invested. Are you investing your talent for the glory of God? Oh, I pray you will. Finally, number three. Faithful servants will be rewarded. Faithful servants will be rewarded. There's a great reward for serving the Lord. You know there's reward temporarily on earth for serving the Lord. Great. It's a blessing to serve God. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You start trying to serve people and be a blessing, you'll find out serving somebody is going to be more of a blessing to you than you could possibly be to whoever you're trying to serve. There's also eternal reward for serving the Lord and investing your talents. The five-talent man, he was thankful that he did what he could with what God had given him. The two-talent man, he was thankful for Doing what he could with what God had given him. And the one talent man with great regret didn't use what God had given him for something that mattered for eternity. The end result for him was condemnation, judgment, penalty. Oh, I pray you let the Lord use you. Let's make... Bring this down to where the rubber meets the road. Will you ask the Lord, specifically you, it's you. Will you ask the Lord, number one, ask him, Lord, what do I have that I can use for your glory? You know what I know is going to happen? When you ask the Lord, he's going to be to show you. It may be something as simple as you can send that person a note. You can make that phone call. It may be something so simple as they need help in the nursery. It may be something so simple that you finally take that step and start singing in the choir. I'm not trying to promote any special ministry. I'm trying to promote you need to ask God what is it he's given you that you can use for his glory. Will you ask the Lord, what do I have? And we all have different things. And are blessed in different ways. And God very uniquely has designed us so we can accomplish this great task. First you ask, Lord, what do I have? What do I have, Lord, that you want? And when he shows you, you know what you need to do? You just need to start right there. You need to start right there. Small, medium, large, whatever it is, start right there. Start obeying the Lord. Start investing your talent in the work of the Lord. You know what's going to happen? You're going to benefit from it. The cause of Christ is going to benefit from it. Your family is going to benefit from it. And for eternity, you'll benefit from it. God's given us lives to be invested. Faithful servants will be rewarded. Oh, I'm so thankful. We get the privilege of serving the Lord. What are you going to do with your talent? I pray the Lord has taught us something from the parable of the talents. Use what God has given you for his glory. He's not going to ask you to give something you don't have necessarily. He's not going to ask you to do something that's completely outside of who you are. But he's going to ask you to use what he's given you and trusted you with. And if you will, you'll be glad you did. Let's pray.